it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Adam Ethavitable. This is the DKS Podcast, a podcast about love, sex, culture, and society. This week, we'll talk about how to be happy during the holidays. Enjoy the show. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get no fun on Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck, because we all know dating kind of sucks. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the DKS Podcast. We've got a great show lined up for you today. As always, we'll be starting off updating each other and all of you what's going on in our personal lives. And then we'll have an email from a listener who has some boyfriend issues. After that, Sarah will talk to us about what to see in Santa Fe. And then it's time for the main topic, where we will discuss the best ways to stay happy for the holidays, whether you're alone or partnered. If you have any questions, topic ideas, or suggestions, we'd love to hear them. So please feel free to call 407-519-0181 and leave a voicemail. Or email us at datingkindofsuckspodcast at gmail.com. Now, last time we recorded, Sarah was getting witchy with her Halloween decorations. So how was your Halloween? Did you have any trick-or-treaters? Well, I know our listeners can't see, but all my Halloween decorations are being put away as we speak um, because it's over and I'm switching to Christmas. But Halloween, because I was getting back from New Mexico on that day, it was a rush to get home to then pass out candy for trick-or-treaters. And then I was disappointed because we only had about six trick-or-treaters come through. And Roy anticipated that, and I did not, so I bought two giant bags of candy, and we are not through them at all. <laughs> we just have a huge bowl full of chocolate. Which which always sounds, that's always the best to me. I feel like that's the best alternative is to have enough. That's why I always bought, when I had the house, I always bought Halloween candy that I liked. Because I was like, if I get, if I, you know, end up with a bunch left over, I want the stuff that I want to eat, not a bunch of the shitty stuff that nobody ever wants. Yeah, no. And so. we're eating the good stuff and picking through, you know, they always throw in some shitty candies you don't really like in that mix or whatever. But what are, what are your shitty candies? M&M's. What compared to God's Twix, green earth are you talking about? Compared like to Twix M&Ms? or Kit Kat or like there's Reese's and the Reese's pumpkins. There's better chocolates than M&M's. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I thought you were going to say like Whoppers or like those. I do, you know, I, um, I do not like Whoppers either. But I'm saying we have all of this other great chocolate-based candy and then, and then M&M's. Interesting. Not that I think M&M's are shitty. I'm just saying I prefer a Twix or a Reese's over 
M&M's. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an M&M person, so. Really? Okay, you would pick M&M's over the other oh, stuff. Oh, you can't see, but behind me in the, the in my in my new kitchen is a, a giant jar of um, peanut M&M's that I got uh, at the stand. That's different. These are just the, re- I would prefer peanut M&M's uh, over yeah, just I the see, regular chocolate yeah. ones. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just the lower tier M&M. If it was like a crisp one or something else, I would I would eat those, but. It makes sense, makes sense. Anyways, but yeah, Halloween was good. Yeah, there was a haunted house a block away from us, so all of the kids congregated there. There must have been a hundred or so kids and families, and they had shut down the street. So and they, they congregated did, like a block away. Yep, like they did not kids come over. There just like they just needed to cross the street on our block. It was a two-minute walk, and they just they stayed on that side of the neighborhood and never came over. But it's okay. <laughs> I know now. Well, if you're still there next year, what you got to do is you just have to put up a giant neon sign that says we have candy, you know, and, the, and just points at your house. Yeah. There were probably two or three other houses close by that probably didn't get trick-or-treaters either. And they were also pretty well decorated. And it pissed me off because our house was very well decorated on the outside and the inside. And they were all the kids were hitting up the houses that didn't have any fucking decorations. And I'm like, God oh. damn, it. <laughs> we actually put an effort. But OK, fine. I remember when I was a kid, the way my neighborhood was situated was six streets, like side streets, and then two like main streets, like a ladder, basically. And so if you did it properly, where you started, you would be able to go back and forth and back and forth, you know, all the way up to the top and then all the way back down. But there was one little section of like street that just kind of like went off on its own. And I know that a lot of kids never went that way because as you did everything, you covered it. But I, we always went there because they always had extra candy because no like nobody ever went over to those houses uh so you had to you had to be smart about it and then i think i realized i was too old to do this when i was like 14 and switching masks and going back for a second round like we had double masks you know so we'd go through do it then put on a new mask and do it all over again i think it's fine to go trick-or-treating in your early teens how old is too old do you think 18 is too old well, 18, oh, 18 100 percent is too 18 old. is too old but i i remember trick-or-treating at 16 but I was also one of those kids that I'm not I'm not drinking. I'm not going right. to Halloween parties. Yeah. That was I'm still a kid. So That's true. That's and I'm trying to hold on to that youth. So no one had an issue with it. I was worried when I was, you know, 15, 16 doing it. And I knew that was probably my last year doing it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I started to grow a beard when I was 15, 16. So the, I mean, you've seen pictures of me like even at 17 where I looked 40. Yeah. So uh, that's true. <laughs> I still look like a baby. <laughs> Didn't you also have another you had another holiday coming uh, that recently happened, right? Uh, Roy's well, birthday? Roy's birthday, but we didn't really celebrate it because he was so tired from work. We, wow. I, um, it was unfortunate, actually. We've kind of gone through this. His work has been really stressful the past month, and it's. <laughs> I'm like, I hate your fucking job so much because when he finishes work, he just wants to veg out for an hour or so. And then it right. turns into the, well, what's for dinner? So on his birthday, he was so exhausted and I had reservations. And then he kind of looked at me and said, can we just order something and bring it home? You know, do something, take yeah. out. I'm just too exhausted. So we ended up doing that, which was fine. But just getting out of the house and breaking up routine. And I, I wanted to do something more celebratory for his birthday. And I get it. It's his birthday. He, it's what he wants to do. But I, you know, wanted to do something sure. a little bit more yeah. to celebrate, and he just wasn't into it. Just that kind of sucked. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that it's always a little unfortunate. Yeah. Because, you know, you feel bad, but you're also, like, you kind of excited to go do uh, go out and just do something kind of fun with with, with him, too. Yeah, it would have been nice to eat at a nice restaurant. Not that we didn't 
get takeout from a nice restaurant and it was good but we eat in front of the couch every <laughs> every night right, so right. yeah but yeah i don't know uh, between the two of us we've kind of been in like this weird with the weather changing with his job being stressful with me being gone more soon to be gone more because of travels i'm like i want to spend as much time with him as possible but i just feel like he doesn't have the energy and I have the energy after work. So we've been in this feeling right. weird roommate vibe of I know we're not roommates, obviously, but he's in his office all day. We barely communicate. And so we actually had to talk about it. Not that it's like a huge problem, but we did have a discussion because I've been feeling really isolated in the house because we don't share a bedroom. <laughs> you know, we, we'll sleep in the same bed two to three nights out of the week for like weekend stuff, but we right, typically right. don't share a bedroom during weeknights. And then he, we don't have lunch together. We don't, you know, I stay in my side of the house. He stays on his side. So I told him I was just feeling like I got emotional. I was like, I just feel very distant from you, even though we're in the same house all fucking day. Sure. So we're working on trying to have more like work lunches together and trying to figure out this weird limbo of his job situation because everyone on his team is either leaving or has some kind of injury where they're out for short-term disability, things like that, where his team is very crunched. And then you have the holidays coming up and I'm like, well, I'm only going to have so many more weeks before I go on my next trip where I'm gone for a month. So I kind of want to maximize that before you can, you can hermit up and work and do all of that. But I want, I want you to have some kind of energy after work and so we can have our time together. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And I mean, I think it's, it, you know, like you said, it's not a big deal, but it's good to talk about it before it becomes a big deal. Yeah. That's important is to, you know, communicate and, and discuss it and, you know, so you can be before it's something where you're resentful about it. You don't want that to happen. Yeah. Cause I mean, when I'm ready to fuck, he's too tired. You know what I mean? He's too <laughs> right, tired. Right. So then yeah. we went such a long time without having sex, too. Probably the longest in our relationship of a month without having sex because just different schedules, different energy levels, not on the same page, then not communicating how we were feeling about, you know, being like, oh, it's fine that we do dinner separate tonight. Oh, it's fine. And just all that extra time apart, it just feels like, well, what are we doing? Like, do we want to be in a relationship? Like, I I mean, I legitimately asked that question and I haven't had this conversation with you separately, but I I asked and I was like, do you want to be in a relationship? I mean, what what's the vibe right now? Because I don't feel good about us because we're just passing by one another, not saying anything, no affection during the day. And it'd be different if we were going into the office and we'd say, hey, good morning, cook dinner or cook breakfast and then like say goodbye on our way to work or whatever. But we're not even having any morning conversations before the work day starts because you just log on and you're locked in your room for eight and a half hours. So it's been tough, but we're working on it. And this is I think this is just a season of hard because of his job and I'm right. not used to that. And also I'm gonna guess because I've never met anybody who's capable of setting work boundaries like you are, that he is not good at setting work boundaries either, where he works you know, a lot more hours, puts a lot more work into things, whereas I know you are the type and, and you have been since I've known you that <laughs> it's it's five PM, you're like I'm done. We're done. Fuck this. Phone's off. I'm not looking at another notification. I'm, you know, um, and I've always admired that. That's always been something I've never been able to do either. And, uh, and I, and I could, I think most people aren't able to do that. And so I would guess that's probably also an issue with work is that he's, he's not able to set the boundaries like, Oh, you know, I need to go have a lunch break. Like I need Mm -hmm. a lunch break or I need to take this 45 minutes and go out and do something 
just for your own mental health, it's easier to think to yourself, well, if I just sit here and get it all done, um, you know, so I, I can absolutely. Or he's uh, napping on that. his work break because he's so fucking tired. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. I, and it, it honestly sucks. And I feel for him. But at the same time, I'm like, but we need we need something, you know, and unfortunately with Halloween, I wish it was more eventful of the two of us spending time walking around the neighborhood, going to the haunted house, all of those things. But his job again, I fucking hate his job right now, especially at the end of each month, because he has to work late because it's their sales close of the end of the month. So he'll sometimes work till eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. And that happen. It sucks when it happens in December because of New Year's, and then it yeah, sucks because Halloween. of Halloween. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanksgiving is also the, towards the end of the month, right? Yeah. Or just but. like even if it's a, a Friday, or sometimes if it falls on a Saturday, he has to work extra. It's just it fucking infuriates me, and there's really nothing yeah. he can do about it with a light team. But so we couldn't do anything for Halloween, and I'm like another instance where we're not doing things together. So he's aware of it. We're we've working on it, but it's just been kind of rough <laughs> yeah well and i, and I want to ask you, what was his reaction when you genuinely said do you want to be in a relationship he was shocked <laughs> that i okay. that i would say yeah. that but that's yeah. honestly that's been how i'm feeling just i was feeling because i just felt so isolated and we yeah. weren't spending time together and i'm like i don't think it's because he doesn't care about me anymore but he just feels really distant and what's going on with that and so we had a conversation earlier in october about it and it was somewhat work related but you know it was like it was one of those we'll work on it whatever and then all hell broke loose in the middle of the fucking month with his job and it it like didn't (laughs) it got worse and then i was like okay well we're not working on it and i expressed my concerns so what are we doing here you know and i'm not i'm not the one i immediately resorted back to what would single Sarah do? <laughs> like, not what would Jesus do? What would single Sarah right. do? Would she tolerate this shit? Would right. she th- think this is okay? And immediately I was like, no, fuck no. We we need to be doing these things or we're not going to say, we need to fix these problems or what the fuck is the point, you know? Yeah. Um. So, and I hate to be harsh like that because obviously I still feel like there's a lot to learn and grow in our relationship and I still want to be with him. But being in the trenches for a certain amount of time and I know friends who... Are, have been in the trenches for longer than that, but I I fucking can't. <laughs> right, so. right. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes sense. And I, I think that you, and what's single, Sarah, too, is also now grown into someone who's learned how to uh, communicate probably a, a little better and oh, yeah. also maybe see other people's perspectives a little more, too, which I think has been good. Well, I mean, I he said something that like immediately pissed me off before we had our conversation, and it just felt like we weren't on the same team I was like, what the fuck is this? This is never an issue. So why are we doing like a his and hers or a you versus me type of thing? So that's I walked away for 30 minutes, blew off steam and then came back in. and was like, okay, let's have this fucking conversation. And yeah, he was surprised that I was bringing it up. But I was like, look, this all of these things have happened in the span of a couple of weeks. Can you understand where I'm coming from? And I was like, yes, I get it. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry that this is and then explain the situation. And now we're working on it. But God damn it. <laughs> you know, it would yeah. be easier to just blow up, but that's not productive. Right. Right. Huh? Wow. All right. And you've got travel. So you just got back from Santa Fe just a couple days ago. And then you are actually now you're leaving very soon next week. Right. For. Yeah. Next Friday, I'm leaving for South Africa. Which is going to be fantastic. I'm very excited for you. Yeah, I'm gone for a month. So, And that's the other reason why my Halloween decorations are gone and Christmas is out because 
I realized after I booked the trip, damn, I'm not going to be here for a lot of the Christmas festivities that I want to enjoy in Seattle. So I better decorate now to get two weeks of it. And then when I come home, I'll have a week and then it'll be Christmas. So that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You come back and it'll be Christmas almost immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and it's a long fucking flight from Seattle to Cape Town. So. So what what is the flight? What is it uh, going Seattle to like uh, D.C. or something and then down? Seattle to London, London to Cape Town. So thankfully, I only have to take two flights, but they're both 10, 11 hour flights. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then I have a decent I have an overnight layover on my way back in London. And then on the way to way to Cape Town, I have like a nine hour layover. That's going to be so so great, though. Um, And is the weather there? It's it's um, spring. It's spring. It's their, in South spring, Africa. right? So yeah, because so it's gonna be nice, beautiful weather for while you're there. Yeah, it's peaks. This is peak season for South Africa from like November through March. So I'm getting there right at the beginning, which I'm really excited about. That is exciting. You're gonna be doing a safari, right? At one doing point? yeah, I'm gonna do a safari at Kruger National Park. We'll do a whole what to see on that because oh, yes, of course, planning yeah. that was a bear. Yeah. I should just make a guide on <laughs> like how to how to budget for that because it is a high ticket item, a once in a yeah. lifetime type of thing. But yeah, I'm excited. Wow. That's that's great. And I'm I'm guessing Roy doesn't really care about Thanksgiving, so it's not really a big deal that you're gone during Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, I typically try to travel during Thanksgiving anyways. I used to really like that. Not that I don't like that holiday, but I can maximize my paid days off. Oh, true. With, you know, if they give me Thursday, Friday, I only have to take three vacation days. So that's basically... Oh, his his sister's nearby, like if he wants to do family things for the holiday, right? Yeah, I mean, we're going to go to Portland for Christmas, but I think he's just going to stay here for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't know. Just hermit out. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I understand that. I've, I've done that myself. Yeah. Well, That's exciting. Hermit- so the next time we do an actual episode, uh, it's going to be... I mean, we're going to try to do two uh, before you leave, so we have an extra one in the in the bank, basically. But uh, then you're gonna have so much to talk about when you get back, too. I can only imagine. Yeah. Well, time zones between us recording is going to be tough when I'm there because oh, that's true. even just communicating with Roy when I'm there is going to be hard because I'll be working, but nine to five in like East Coast. I don't. I can't even explain it, but it's like twelve hours ahead or something stupid. So. So are you gonna be working all night at work? I'll be working work from three to eleven in South Africa, which matches eight to four p.m. East Coast time, which is six a.m. Yeah, six a.m. to no, no, no. That's five a.m. to two p.m. Pacific time. So I have to meet Roy somewhere in right, there right. between five. Wow. Yeah, or it'll probably be midnight in Seattle, and it'll be early in my day and we'll probably connect then as on the plus side he's a he's a night owl so like he, even his late night stuff you'll be able to talk but yeah. uh yeah if we manage to record at all i'll be i'll be surprised but uh we will we'll try to see yeah yeah well all right well look at that that's a, that sounds uh i'm really like i'm jealous of your trip i'm not jealous of the flight in any way whatsoever but i'm i'm yeah i am very jealous of your trip the flight's going to suck ass. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. It's not like I'm flying business class. I don't have business class money or airline points. So I'm economy all the fucking way. Although I imagine the points you're going to get from this one should be pretty decent from this. From oh, yeah. This flight. Yeah. yeah. Should go a long way towards another international flight. Mm-hmm. But probably still not business. I'm not balling like that. But anyways, speaking of traveling, you just traveled to your new home location. 
I did. I did. Yeah. So I am now officially in my apartment in Tulsa. I've been here um, uh, like nine days, 10 days, something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's I'm slowly getting settled. It's been exhausting. Um, it was exhausting leaving Florida and driving to Tulsa because I was driving, you know, three to five hours a day and then stopping in a hotel and trying to get work out and trying to crank out a full eight hour worth of uh, eight hours worth of work. Cause I didn't want to like take off any time. I wanted to be able to actually work and get paid while I'm, while I'm traveling. So I was doing all that. So that was exhausting. Just the driving and working and driving and working and driving and working. And then when, when I got here, that was great. I managed to time it that I did have an air mattress arrive the day that I got here. Nice. And they let, they let me move in a day early, which I thought was really cool that I got here in the afternoon and my lease didn't officially start till the next day, but she just gave me my keys and was no, you know, no problem. Did she charge you like a another prorated rent? Nope. No, just really? like, yeah, just go ahead. Yeah, she's like, yeah, whatever. Like, she's like, what am I going to make you stay somewhere for a night? Like, the apartment's ready for you. Why not? You've already got power there, et cetera. So, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, I was, I was, I don't know if that's the Midwestern thing that they were nice about or just she was really nice. I think you lucked out because a lot of places are not that kind. I, I agree. I agree. They're like, too fucking bad. You're moving days tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So, I, um, Moved in, uh, and yeah, had a, had an air mattress to sleep, and and you know I realized how little I had when I was able to unload my car, basically, and it just I was like, oh, it's all in here. I have everything, you know. But uh, but I didn't everything, have any of the things. Yeah, yeah everything, you know. And, and my other stuff coming from a storage unit in Florida was being delivered later. But I was like, I really don't have that much, and and I I'm glad they had the air mattress because otherwise I literally would have been sleeping in the tub. Like I have a big garden tub. I was like, I was prepared. I had a pillow. I was going to take a pillow and just like sleep in the tub. And I was like, I guess I could sleep in that, you know, but the, luckily the air mattress arrived. So that's, that was a plus. Damn, really roughing it. One thing, and speaking of roughing it, one thing, and I don't even know if I told you this, one thing that I did learn my first night here is that I'm so used to. So for the last how many years I've been living in Airbnbs, uh, staying in like, you know, staying in like my, the uh, condo, staying in like hotels, but like staying in places where like everything's provided generally. And so I'm not used to having to prepare or provide certain things. Like? Uh, like toilet paper. <laughs> so you didn't so have any when you... I didn't have any. And that, now I usually bring, like, I have, like, those... Remember way back when I was, uh, we were visiting, we were at Little Rock, I, mean, I asked you to pick up some, like, wet wipes or whatever? Yes, I do uh, remember brought, that, yeah. Brought me, brought, because you brought them to me at the bar in the hotel, and it was, like, weird. You're like, hi, I've got your wet wipes here. <laughs> and then we went up to the hotel room for an hour. Yeah, uh, that was very yeah, weird, yeah. 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 But uh, I usually have those, but I didn't... I'd, I'd run out of those, and I was like, oh, I had a new, like, a box on order from Amazon. Um, and I had literally not unloaded my entire car yet because I was so tired. I just pulled in just my one suitcase that had just closed. So, uh, let me just say RIP to a pair of socks. Um, and stop it. That's all I had nothing. Stop. What would you do? What would you do? All of a sudden, you like, Wait, what you time? Have to okay, to- what time was it though? It was like it was like nine o'clock at night. And like I had gotten the air mattress and I was like, I was, I, you know, gotten, I was exhausted. I had really, I really didn't have anything. Yeah, there was this part was so empty at that point. I had I had nothing. There was nothing in there in here to you know. I didn't even have any towels, so I couldn't even like go take a shower or whatever. I, like, I mean, was that was my like, next thought. Was yeah. is there? So my towels were still in the car, and so I would have had to try to get out to the car, which was not any you know was not something that I could could have done obviously. Damn. Yeah. So literally, I had to I had to I had to use a pair of socks. At what point were you like, oh great, I don't have toilet paper, like mid shit? <laughs> 
They're basically as soon as I sat down, I was like, I was like, oh, this is gonna be bad. I don't know what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do. So um, yeah, that was lovely. Let me just tell you that it was just a lovely experience. The next day, I worked my ass off. I got my bidet installed on my toilet, which is very nice, um, and made sure that I had got toilet paper and everything too. So uh, I actually in in the apartment complex they have a um, like a guest bathroom uh, like in the hallway or whatever mm-hmm. and I, I went in there uh, and in the morning and I just unrolled a whole bunch off of the uh, off the roll and brought it in so I had at least something just in case that was my recommendation so, but it's not like you were mid shit when you realized you fucked I, up yeah, I didn't realize until before. it was too late like I, it was just I was so used to just always having something and then I was just like oh no this isn't a hotel this isn't like and, and the other like my brain has just been so used to living in places where I have these things already that I I haven't had to move into somewhere like brand new in I mean it's been years I mean yeah. I moved into my house in 2010 like that was how long ago this was so long ago the other thing that I keep doing and 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 actually right now my as I don't lock my door still well I, it's like it's unlocked right now um, because I just bro I what walk the out. fuck lock your well, fucking door so it's an apartment door that just swings shut after me and I'm so used to hotels that you just shut and they they're automatically you know they're automatically locked. That for the first couple of days, I just left and went off and did things and, and came back and like and and, uh, and oh yeah, my door is open. You know, my door is unlocked. Um, the joys of not I, being a woman. Well, yes, yes. And, you and wouldn't lock idiot, your hotel room door. No, I mean it's already locks. It locks automatically when you shut it. The fuck? You know? No, you add the other fucking latch no, on top of that. You don't. No safety, safety. Oh yeah, no, I've never done any of that. So and so yeah, I just I'm just not used to actually having to lock a door either. Um, so it's gotten it's I've had to get used to that. That's been uh that's been interesting. Um, trying to trying to remember to do that. A child, a straight oh, up child. I know. I know, really. So yeah, so now I'm, I'm you know it's it, this last ten days has been absolutely exhausting, and I, I feel like I haven't been this tired since when I left Florida that for the first time and I had to pack everything and do all that, and then you know like. Just because trying to load everything and then meet up with the people, moving people who that was a whole fucked up thing that they took forever. They took me in a whole extra day to, but then I brought everything here and I filled up my entire living room with boxes and then having to cart these boxes out to the trash after I threw away stuff. Like I was insane, by the way, when I was in Florida and I was, I think I was slowly going insane when I was trying to pack and sell everything that I owned in 40 days, you know, basically. Yeah. Uh, because I packed things in and then I put my storage unit that I don't even know why, like things I'm like, 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 you know, like a shirt or whatever that I'm like, I haven't worn this. I've never worn this shirt. Why would I pack it? Why wouldn't I just throw it away? Like, why am I like things like that? And then picture frames, empty picture frames that I put in my storage unit and things that I'm just like, why? Not, and not like nice picture frames, not like some high quality, like, you know, giant picture frame that would have cost, a, you know, a couple hundred dollars or something like a like a two dollar fucking target picture frame that I just decided, oh, this needs to go in my storage unit instead of a trash can. And so now I've had to go through. Stuff that three years ago, Adam did a shitty job uh, sorting and organizing, and I have to organize it now. And I'm mad at past me for doing that shit. Can you blame past you though? You were in a time crunch. I wasn't a time crunch. I know, but at least now I do have the time. And I've thro- I threw I yeah. threw away I threw away picture frames. I threw away a whole giant Tupperware filled with picture frames. Some of them still have the photos in them. I'm like, I don't like this person anymore. So I just threw. I just didn't even bother taking the photo out and just tossed the entire thing in there. I threw a whole suitcase full of clothes in uh, in the dumpster. Jesus. Like I looked at all of my shirts. I pulled them out if they had anything wrong with them, like the slightest, 
like stain or tear. Or I was like, well, I'm not going to wear this again. Like, this is it. And I, so I just, and I had a bunch of those because I've been wearing the same nine shirts for the last three years, basically, you know, like uh, just over and over again. So of course they're going to wear down. So you're a minimalist. So, yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm not as much of a minimalist as I, as I really wanted to be. Like, I'm looking at all these books and everything that I decided to keep. But you can still like, get rid of them and continue your journey of minimalism. It is nice to see some of my books again, though. I, I like it was like, I was like, oh, I like my books. Like, I've been, I've missed you books. Cause some of these are like, I love reading and like, you know, being able to have my books. And since I only have one chair right now, I have nowhere to sit and read. I have this really uncomfortable office chair that I'm sitting in right now that is they're terrible, but it was like a $50 Amazon will get it there the same day chair. So I ordered it before I read as I was arriving in town. So it would be here the same day. I have an actual office chair coming tomorrow, I think. But um, and then my bed is still an air mattress. So I'm, I'm, I haven't haven't fixed that, but it's on a frame at least. So I feel a little more like an adult, but I still have nowhere to sit. Like I have a friend, a friend come over and help me uh, help me install or build my entertainment center yesterday. And we we had to sit on the floor, obviously, for the whole thing. But then afterwards, she's like, oh, you really have no furniture. I was like, no, I have nothing. But I have a recliner coming tomorrow too, which I'm excited about. It's a process. Old man, old man recliner with a massage and heat and all that stuff. That's going to be nice. You're literally 70 years old. I, I mean, it, it's going to be nice to have you know, sit in my recliner and then I can play video games on my giant TV that I bought. You know, so I, I've got a you know actual TV again for the first time in a long time. Um, but uh, yeah, so getting organized has been exhausting. But my goal is to be completely unpacked. By uh, by tomorrow, actually, if you completely uh, like everything's out of a box and the boxes are put away or thrown away. Damn, there's a lot and of then, boxes behind you. Yeah, just that, that stack <laughs> behind me. That's going to be all done tomorrow. And then uh, organized, like at least the books stacked where I want them to go in bookshelves. And when I get bookshelves uh, organized uh, within the next two weeks, and then I want to be able to try to be done by then. Like that's my goal is to be, we'll be, be here in a month and within the first month, make sure that everything is there. And then I'll start putting stuff on the walls and everything after that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, well, we have a plan. That's good to know. Yeah, but it's been, it's been, it's been exhausting. And um, otherwise, it's been Tulsa's been. I haven't really been able to explore yet because I've just been so busy unpacking. I went out on Halloween for a couple hours, uh, to had had dinner and and had a couple drinks, and it was that was nice. But that was that was really the extent of it. I went to a restaurant called Prime. It's like P R H Y M E. Okay. I don't know why they named it that, but I kept wanting to call it like Prime, like like. Like, like Stewie and Family Guy, where he goes like, cool whip. You know, like, he just like, yeah, so I'm at the prime steakhouse. It's, you know, it's prime. The food is prime here. But uh, it was good. It was it was nice to have, like, an actual real meal. And then the other big issue that I've really learned uh, recently is, um, it maybe this is from because I'm living downtown, but the grocery stores here are fucking awful. Wait, what? what's your... Closest slash local grocery store. So there is a well, there's like a Target grocery, and then there's like a Save a Lot, and uh, okay, I don't consider either of those grocery stores. Where's your Target? Target's relatively good, but there's there's also one. It's called like oh, it's because of an R. It's like Razors or Rogers. It's not a brand that I've ever heard of, but uh, that's the one that everyone considers. I asked my friend who lived in Florida. I was like, "What's the Publix of Tulsa?" Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. So she said this place, Rosers or something, that I can't reach on Instacart. For some reason, Instacart doesn't have access to it. So I've been using whatever Instacart has access to. And they have ratings of the different stores. So I picked uh, two different times. So I've had groceries ordered twice now. They're out of everything. Like English muffins. I just wanted English muffins. Don't even have any in stock. The guy today, I was looking for mayonnaise, ice cream, and a couple other things. No mayonnaise. We didn't have any mayonnaise. Like, how do you fucking not have mayonnaise? Like, it's just it's a basic thing. Salt and pepper. No, no, sorry, no salt and pepper. Really? 
Yeah, like it, like it was it was insane. And of course, I also tried for English muffins a second time. No English muffins there either. I don't know if does does maybe Tulsa doesn't believe in English muffins. That is a possibility that it's just <laughs> just not a thing. But I'm thinking that I'm gonna have to just get my ass out to like the suburban grocery store. That was what I was gonna say. Stop using Instacart and just get your ass in a car and go to a grocery store and shop yeah, around and see. I'm, I'm gonna have to just do that and just drive the little bit out of town and we go to a good grocery store because the the I think the ones that are in the downtown area aren't necessarily always the best quality yep. and maybe the best uh yeah that was so. my nashville downtown living problem was i had to drive yeah. 15 minutes to a good grocery store because the downtown one sucked ass yeah so i think that that's definitely the, the the issue here so but you know i'm trying to get some normal groceries and i'm trying to be able to cook and eat here because the the other good this is good it's it's a bad thing but it's good is the doordash situation here is terrible as far as like the type of foods i like there's just it's really not a lot, and their quality is not great. Like the you need to get off of DoorDash. You've been using well, it so much when you've been oh, traveling. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, it, that's actually a good thing. It's gonna, it's driving me to actually cook more. So that's 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 good. So I'm here. I'm uh, I'm alive. I've survived. This is why the podcast, the episodes are delayed. But now where I'm here, I'm going to be here, so I'll be able to uh, solid any, any Wi-Fi. Well, yeah, so I, mean, I know like high speed <laughs> internet is is amazing, and uh, yeah, it's it's been good. It's really been kind of the one sad thing is it's, it's in, uh, this is out of nowhere, but it's um, really made me miss my mom because like my mom would be like the person I'd be calling about everything. And, like you know, just as like little things that have been going on, you know, or whatever, and, or the, the funny stories and stuff like that or just, hey, can you believe this or whatever? And, uh, and you know, my dad's just not the same. I, you know, mm-hmm. you know, call my dad and tell him that, oh, he had to have any toilet paper. He's like, well, you know, that's why you need to plan ahead. And I'm like that. That's my dad's. You know, he just he has to have a, he has to have a solution for everything. I'm like, I didn't. No shit. But you know, like I understand that. But I didn't. And here are the results. And it's funny. You know, well, eh, not not for my father. He's just isn't not hasn't been the same. So it's made me uh, miss her a lot. Uh, the last, especially last week, I think, just because there's a lot of things. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm driving over here. I'd love to you know catch up with her and stuff like that. So that's been uh, that's been a little sad. Mm-hmm. But. uh you know, that's just a part of the process, I think, unfortunately. So, yeah. Is there anything else I need to talk about? I don't think so. I think I'm, I'm talked out. Let's get a podcast going. Yeah. Let's, go, let's, let's, get, the, let's get the episode We're all caught going. up. I know. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. And uh, when we come back, we are going to have an email from a listener. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, like Adam mentioned, we have an email from a listener um, and we always plug that you can call our hotline or email us. So if you want us to read your deepest, darkest questions or want 
other people to hear you talking about problems that you have, you can feel free to call our hotline at 407-519-0181, or you can always email us like this listener Megan did at datingkindasuckspodcast at gmail.com. So without further ado, let me just read this email and then we will get into how we feel about this. So she starts off, hi, Sarah and Adam, I need help with feeling needy. I have been with my boyfriend for a little over a year and the connection is amazing. We have great sex and the most fun together. We only see each other once a week and an occasional long weekend or overnight date. We are polyamorous and he is married while I am a solo poly, no nesting partner. This suits me very well as I have a close-knit group of single friends who I consider my lifelong true soulmates that I get emotional support from in abundance. I also work full-time and attend school part-time and have a big involved family. My only complaint really is that during the week between our dates, he doesn't communicate with me much. He almost never initiates texting me to check in, and though he usually responds quickly if I am the one to reach out first, it is with one or two word responses and almost never a follow-up question to see how I'm doing. I try and wait for him to initiate reaching out, but I grow impatient because I really do have him on my mind often. The way he acts when we are not together, it makes me feel not paid attention to. In contrast, when he is with me in person, he is very present and affectionate and demonstrative. I recently brought this up that I wish he reached out to me more and initiated contact and checked in, and he said he would do so, but after a few days of trying, we were back to our old pattern. I'm aware that this is a low-stakes issue, but I am genuinely curious about your advice in this situation. How do I get him to text me more or how do I get better about not having much interaction with him between dates and still feel secure? Wow. Well, that's a, that is an interesting problem. I can definitely see where you might feel a little needy. Um, my, what I would say, Megan, is that, you know, he, he has his relationship, his, his marriage, and you say that you have an equally fulfilling relationship with your group of single friends and you have a active family life. And so my biggest question to you is what do you need from him? Like, what is it that you're expecting from him in constant communication? Is it just some type of validation that he's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about him? Or are you concerned that he's not interested in you uh, except uh you know in that in those one time those times when he shows up um and he comes in and of course he's there and he's, he's present with you when he's there but he's not actually present otherwise uh, you know it, it it does seem a little problematic to me just a, a little bit because you know part of a poly relationship is it's a relationship and that relationship doesn't end when he's not in your bed that relationship, you know, is supposed to be something that is that's ongoing. It's supposed to be a, hey, you know, this is you know, like just talk about your day, et cetera. Like it, it's it's having an actual relationship. It's just, you know, there's multiple partners. So with that, um, it, to me, it, it almost feels like there's there's a risk that you're just kind of, hey, this is the person that I that I fuck once a week. Um, and I don't have to talk to her except when I'm there. And, you know, I put all my effort into it and uh And, you know, and and my wife's cool with it because, you know, it it kind of keeps me occupied that one night a week. Like, and this sounds harsh, but that's kind of how how I'm, I feel like maybe you're worried about it. And so I I don't know anything about beyond this, but to me, uh, you know, you've told him that it's important to you and he has not responded in the way that you want. And so I think you have to decide how important it really is. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think those are all really good points that you bring up. And I don't think when when you said in your email, this is a low stakes issue, I was like, is it though? Yeah, is it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Because communication, (laughs) we always say, is so important. And this is something that is important to you and how he communicates with you. So maybe it's not low stakes. Um, I know you, you know, we talked about you already having the conversation with him, but I think it's worth outside of all the things that Adam mentioned, I think it's worth having another, another conversation with him and asking him these questions. So outside of just him initiating texting is his communication style, would he prefer to talk on the phone or do FaceTime every once in a while during the week? Is he opposed to those things? Would he be more comfortable doing that? Because just from my perspective of dating Roy, he's not a texter. He's not a face. He is very, does not communicate with me well through other mediums, but we're really good together face to face. So is it that, you know? And then asking him, what does he need as far as communication? Is he fine as is? Like you mentioned, he sees her, you know, on the weekend and then goes back to his wife and that's fine and that's all he needs. Or does he prefer another method like not texting or not snail mail? But, you know, you know what I mean? What's the other communication style that he prefers? Because clearly it can't just be this, right? It can't just be in person and then nothing else. That really doesn't work. So I would I would just ask him what communication he needs throughout the week. And if he says, oh, nothing, I'm good, I would be very cautious with that answer. And that might be worth evaluating the relationship because you need to focus on what's important to you. And if he's not even trying to meet your needs somewhat halfway or put in the effort, that's something to think about. Yeah, and I think it's an excellent question too uh, for for you to ask him about. Uh, maybe you like trying to do a Facetime call occasionally or something like that, or a phone call. Uh, I, I, that's good because he might be like, "Oh yeah, that'd be great." And maybe he'll call you on his way to work, uh, you know, a couple times a week or something like that, uh, you know, and and just to just to chat. But I, I would definitely, you know, like I said, Sarah makes excellent points, and just be very very careful about whether or not you are that you're in the same relationship that he's in. <laughs> you yeah. Know, it's maybe yeah. basically that, you know, that you guys are on the same page. Cause right now it sounds like maybe you're not. And you know, and, and if that ends up being okay, then, you know, you, you have to figure out how to be okay with it. But I think that that's, that's going to be the, the kind of the struggle for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But thank you so much, Megan, for emailing us and just asking these questions. And I hope it's valuable. I know it's valuable to the listeners as well. So if you, yeah, and, and and like actually like we said multiple times we'd love to hear like what happens afterwards right yes we, we never, never we know we never get to see we never know like we, we sometimes someone will reply and say oh thank you for the advice but then we never hear like what happened are they still with the person or you know what's going on etc so um you know in in time once you figure this out please you know feel free to update us uh because we'd like an update and i'm sure listeners would love an update as well um and uh and of course if you do have your own question that you'd like to ask then you can Email us at dating kind of sucks podcast at gmail.com. And you can also call us at 407-519-0181 and leave a voicemail. And I would, I would love for everybody to do that. Anybody who has any type of question, because, um, you know, this is a, I, I feel like this is a good way for us to kind of expand and talk about new topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And understand what people are struggling with right now too, because we're both not dating, you know, we're not really right. in the right. scene where it's like, okay, these are common problems we're getting from a lot of our listeners. Let's really dive into this problem or, you know, whatever else people are concerned about. That's right. 
All right, well, we're going to go ahead and take another quick break. And when we come back, it's time for What to See with Sarah G, focused on Santa Fe, New Mexico. So we'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free and Anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And now for the favorite part of everybody's episode. Is everybody, it? It is. I mean, it's <laughs> a favorite part. Everybody, everybody loves to hear about your travels, and especially because you have such good tips. So everybody, please enjoy uh, this segment. Uh, what to see with Sarah G with Santa Fe? Yeah. Um. So, like I mentioned earlier, I recently took a trip to Santa Fe, but this was a solo trip to a new United States state of New Mexico. And I've heard from friends that New Mexico is highly underrated, and I had to see it for myself. So not only did I visit Santa Fe during my trip, but I did a little exploring in Albuquerque and Taos. But I decided to make Santa Fe my home base for the trip just because of its proximity. And then, of course, it is just a must-see destination when in the state. So for those who aren't familiar, the city of Santa Fe is about an hour drive from Albuquerque. And if you're traveling to New Mexico in general, it's pretty likely that your flight is going to be in and out of the Albuquerque airport just because it's the bigger city um, and more of the hub. So and I've mentioned this in the past, but when I land at an airport, I'm always like, fuck, what do I do? It's the most stressful time of getting off, figuring out how I'm going to get to my destination. So I like to have those things planned as soon as I land. So I decided to get a rental car because I was going to be doing more exploring throughout New Mexico. But there are other options to get to Santa Fe if you're only visiting Santa Fe. They have the Rail Runner Express, which you can take an Uber to like the main train station stop and then take it to Santa Fe which can be helpful depending on the time of your flight, or you can do an Uber driver. It's just an hour drive. So, and I'm, I didn't Uber while I was there. So prices could vary or be expensive. So just keep that in mind if you're really only flying into Albuquerque and just want to see Santa Fe. But yeah, once you're there, let's talk about where to stay. Through extensive research, there are a lot of really solid options in the area, but I highly recommend staying at the Inn at Vanessi for a couple of reasons, not only just because I stayed there, but number one, it's two walking blocks from the Historic Plaza and the Rail Yard Arts District. So for Adam, that means it's a 10-minute walk to either destination. And We're probably a quick little Uber drive. 
<laughs> but the benefit is you want to walk around and explore the area and Santa Fe is very walkable, like literally walkable for Adam. So it's it's a 10 minute walk to either of these two main parts of town to visit. So sim- simple just as far as location. And I will say too, because of the paid parking spots and just some of the narrow roads and traffic, depending on time of year you visit, it's probably easier to walk than to fight with traffic. So that's great. Number two, the Inn at Vanessa is a boutique hotel experience that feels pretty quiet and remote because it's outside of the main hustle and bustle of downtown Santa Fe. So I I really felt like once I crossed the main street and was there, I was like, oh, you know, I I could there could be sweeping mountains behind and I I wouldn't know that I was right in the city. It was it was really nice to be a little bit off the beaten path, but still close to everything. Um, And they have 21 uniquely designed rooms that are either deluxe rooms or suites. So unlike other kind of cookie cutter hotel rooms where you have your bed, your desk, your whatever, um, each room was really a different vibe of New Mexico. And I really like the fact that and I stayed in a deluxe king. I wasn't in a suite, but the the shower was like a waterfall shower that had all of this like really beautiful tile around the the bed had a really nice bedspread that was like new mexican inspired and so i i really did like those touches that felt like oh i've i'm in a new mexican home which was really nice and then number 3 were the dining options <laughs> i don't know about you adam but i love a solid not not a cardboard but a solid complimentary breakfast oh yeah yeah like I, I, you know, I like I like going out and traveling other places for breakfast every once in a while. But if the hotel has a good place to eat for breakfast, I'm probably going to stay there just because it's easier. And this this was fantastic because each morning they had breakfast enchiladas with either red sauce or green sauce. They had breakfast burritos. They had quiches. They had vegetarian and like meat options for those, you know, Mexican style dishes but then they also had your standard like toast fruit yogurt coffee tea and a bunch of other things to eat and drink which was a really nice variety and every day was a little bit different so it was nice knowing that oh are they gonna have burritos or enchiladas today or ooh, what other things will they have are you the type who goes down like and actually like sits in the restaurant and eats the free breakfast i do i know you don't but i do and i i enjoyed my my morning coffee and sitting there with everybody else each morning and just enjoying the buffet uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go down and I'll load up my pockets. Like, you know, I'll bring, like, I'll wear a car shirt so I can fit, like, you know, the chocolate milk in two different pockets and then, like, a thing of juice in the other pocket and then all my silverware in a pocket. And then I'll be able to carry two plates of food back upstairs, you know, and and then, uh, yeah, that's that. And then eat in. No, you don't want to do that here. Privacy of my home, <laughs> privacy of my hotel room. But, no, uh, like, I mean, they didn't have prepackaged stuff. I mean, you had a server. Who was oh, giving okay, you, okay. you know, your juice choices? That makes or sense. Then. Even, all right, all right. That, that, I would eat there then, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and it was nice because it was included in my stay, which was uh, for all guests included. And then on top of just like the breakfast side of it, then you also get a complimentary welcome drink at the bar. They have a bar and restaurant that's also on the property. So I checked out their dining option for dinner, and. Um, Learn that not only do they have the restaurant that's been attached to the hotel, but then they have the bar and it's been a staple in Santa Fe for over 40 years. I'd eaten at a couple other places in Santa Fe and didn't really find any live music or entertainment, but this place had some really great variety of entertainment. 
On certain nights of the week, they transformed the space into a piano bar where guests can request songs and have dinner, which was really fun. That was when I was there. And they also had recently introduced Flamenco Night, where then they set up a dance floor and some musicians and the dancers, which is pretty cool, which I wish I would have seen that too. But just overall, really cool entertainment environment while also dining at a nice restaurant. And the food was fantastic, just like the breakfast was great. So yeah, I was I was impressed by that as well. So yeah, definitely for a hotel, whether you're staying at the Inn at Vanessa or you want to find, maybe you have an, another hotel option, but you want to find some cool live entertainment, check out the Inn at Vanessa. There's so much to do um, as far as things to do and see. I think I only scratched the surface, but I'm just going to list out a bunch of things you could do. You can visit the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum, which is really popular, or you can visit the New Mexico Museum of Art. You can check out the numerous churches that are across the city. Um, The Loretto Chapel is pretty popular, and the San Miguel Chapel, which is the oldest church in the United States, is also pretty popular. You can drive like a 10 to 15 minute drive to the Meow Wolf, which has a lot of interactive art installations. They have a couple of locations, one in Santa Fe totally worth checking out it is so fun you can spend hours there and one thing is that if you see random people there don't run up to them and say are you tobias from arrested shut Development? shut the fuck <laughs> <laughs> i really okay the only reason i thought i saw De- tobias from arrested development is because he was in town a night before doing a comedy special so i thought oh i knew he was in town and then i saw this guy who had a hat on and had very similar facial features but then it was dark and i was almost convinced and then i stopped myself and i'm pretty happy I did, did you actually figure out that it, it, it wasn't was him, him. it wasn't him it was not no him. it wasn't okay. him because i mean that's a logical jump that he would go to something like meow wolf on the next day or whatever yeah i mean that would make sense uh, yeah so but but i looked okay. up who his wife was and then i saw the guy's wife at meow wolf and that was not the uh, same woman so who's his wife i couldn't tell you now but i was uh, i was like okay, in it okay. sitting in one of the things yeah, like, I, if I i'm know. gonna introduce myself i better be fucking right and you better know his name too. Do you remember his name? No, I just know Tobias. David Cross. <laughs> David Cross, yeah, of course. So yeah, that's not something to care about really when you're in Santa Fe. No, that yeah, happened to me. Just, it was very funny. It was just uh, when you like text me like, I, I think Tobias is here at Ma- Meow Wolf, and I'm like, who's Tobias? Like, I, like because you, you didn't put any context. It was pretty funny though. But uh, but I, I've heard that that's actually a pretty cool place. Um, that like the another across the country different installations yeah so that sounds really neat the one in santa fe it's a a mystery on why this family disappeared so i didn't realize that (laughs) i didn't know research going there because i just heard from my friend who's in art school that it's really cool and i should check out so i walked through the whole place and that took about an hour and really got my fill of pressing things and then music and lights change or whatever and then i noticed people in the main house area um, we're congregating and reading things and whatever and taking, fo- there were QR codes to save clues or whatever. So I started doing that. But then I realized if I really dug into this, I was going to be there for three or four more hours and oh, wow. it would have taken forever to try to solve this mystery. But if you have the time and even the people working there were saying, you're not going to solve it on one visit. You're, you'll probably right, come back right. if you really want to solve it. But it is it is really cool and really fun. And I kind of want to continue to visit Meow Wolves around the U.S. because it was a really cool experience. Other things you can do, you can take a stroll around the historic plaza. There is so much shopping to do in Santa Fe. Turquoise is really popular. Silver jewelry, just a lot of locally handmade crafts. So around that historic plaza, 
go shopping, have fun with that. And then, um, the like I mentioned before, the Rail Yard Arts District, they have a local farmer's market that was going on when I was there on Saturday. It was decked out with people. It was so fun. Um, that was there. That's where if you take the rail the rail runner to get into Santa Fe, they have the train station there and you can take the Sky Railway, which is like a two hour immersive train ride experience. They have musicians and drinks and just really beautiful landscape of New Mexico that you can check out on the train ride there, which I really enjoyed. But yeah, like I said, that was that was just scratching the surface of things to do. If I could go back, they have like a whole other street that you could spend hours on going to different art galleries. There are so many bars and restaurants that are all amazing. But yeah, um, if you are planning on visiting, <laughs> I do have some tips because I messed up. <laughs> it is 7,000 feet above sea level. And if you did not know, I live at sea level. So my first day and a half, I was a little screwed up and I've been to other places that have like 6,000 feet above sea level, like 6,000 elevation, whatever. And I made the mistake of assuming that it would be the same. If you, <laughs> if you want to go to Santa Fe and then stop in Albuquerque and do things, I went immediately from 6,000 feet to 13,000 feet of elevation because I did this tram ride. I did Sandia Peak in Albuquerque. So I went up from sea level to that in the span of a couple hours and that messed me up. And then when I got back down to 7,000 feet of elevation, I was dizzy. I, I probably wasn't drinking enough water that I needed to. I brought a bottle of water and was constantly filling that up, but I probably could have had more. I brought sunscreen, but if if you're visiting because of elevation, because they get over 300 days of sun a year, like the whole state of New Mexico, you're closer to the sun. Bring a hat, sunscreen, sunglasses. Don't mess around with the sun. Don't get sunburnt. Be hydrated. Bring lotion. Don't be stupid. <laughs> I'm impressed. You do look just as pale as ever, so you didn't get any sunburn. No, it was so it was crazy because I was FaceTiming Roy, and every day he was like, and I was in similar lighting. Well, maybe not ring light lighting, but, you know, similar lighting. Yeah. And he was like, you look like you're sunburnt. But I, I think my face was just flushed from the elevation because my uh, face was red from the time I got there to the time I left. And then I came back. I was like, I didn't. I thought I was sunburnt, right. but, I, but I wasn't. I'm still pale as fuck. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> but still bring sunscreen. Don't be dumb about it. Because there were a lot of people who were like, pretty badly sunburnt and yeah it was october but still what <laughs> oh yeah yeah wow all right well thank you very much of course yeah and uh, I, again highly underrated state santa fe in general and the new mexico so please let me know if you plan on visiting this area because i i want to hear about your experience in new mexico i loved it it was a great time oh great well, we're going to go take our final break, and then we come back, we're going to hit the topic of how to be happy for the holidays. You're a Grinch. <laughs> yes, I am. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. 
No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, but every holiday season, we do some kind of episode on what to do if you're in a relationship for, for the holidays, how to handle being single during the holidays. And now we're like, well, just in general, how to be happy, whether you're single, right. <laughs> not single, you know, in a good life situation, not so great. The holidays can be challenging no matter the circumstance, I think. Yeah, I think the holidays can, you know, they for people who are like parts of big families, they can be giant, you know, stressful situations for, um, you know, for people who are alone, they can be, you know, they feel very alone and then there's everybody in the middle. And I think that, uh, you know, so I think everybody kind of goes through something during the holidays. Even people who purport to love all of the holidays probably are, uh, you know, kind of at their breaking point of everything that doesn't go perfectly. And so, High let's, uh, you know, maybe, yeah, exactly. Let's talk about maybe the, the ways to, to kind of be, you know, be happy and, and or at least at least just, you know, be OK with the holidays and, and maybe not see it as something to dread, uh, because I think that's that's never going to be healthy. Yeah. Well, there are also a lot of other factors around dreading the holidays because a lot of people, at least if you're in the northern hemisphere, are dealing with winter and just right. the time change that just happened over the weekend. And now it's dark more often or sooner and you're dealing with that and how to handle that on top of the holidays is not really a good combination <laughs> well yeah because i think the holidays obviously coming uh, that's why we say i mean you say holidays and it's it's obviously we're talking about like the winter holidays not you know not fourth of july it's not right. like how to be happy during <laughs> during the height the height of summer you know or whatever it's it's always when yeah when there's the chance of it being cold uh, if you're in the northern hemisphere, but it's also the chance of it, you know, with the the, the nights being longer, um, and I think that makes a, a big difference, especially you know people who really enjoy the sun, um, like you. You're mm -hmm. a, a great example of that. Um, you know, that was your biggest concern moving to Seattle. I think was uh, was how the weather was going to affect you during the during the holidays. And it really does affect me. I think the first year living here, I was totally fine because the excitement of being somewhere new, but now setting in, it is rainy, it is darker. I. I mentally have to prepare myself for the upcoming, not not just the end of December time frame, but just throughout the winter to survive and just doing really simple things that I would have never done before that I'm happy I'm doing now of taking vitamin D a couple like every single morning I'm taking vitamin right. D because of the lack of sunshine and just to help with seasonal affective disorder. Um, I have a red light therapy panel, but also you could get, you know, a sun lamp or something like that to combat not seeing a lot of sunlight. Those are two like really simple things I've implemented. I already call you on my walks every day, but just some kind of movement and getting out of the house is helpful. And then recently I just put up all my Christmas decorations because not only am I not going to be able to celebrate all of December here in Seattle, but I've read, <laughs> apparently, I read that the people who put up their decorations earlier, it helps with some of that, Interesting. the depression and all of that, because you're getting the twinkle lights, you're getting some of the excitement of the holidays, of just the decorations that can offset that or just some more light in the house. I guess that would help for people who get excited about the holidays. 
yeah <laughs> yeah if, if you get excited <laughs> if, you, if, you don't, if you don't get excited about the holidays then that won't really help getting the excitement of the holidays maybe not so. yeah but some twinkle lights are nice i think some people are grinches like you said yeah uh, like you before we before we went to break like me yeah and, you know, for for me, it's just the the holidays. I mean, when when I was married, I enjoyed the holiday because it was like we made our own thing, we had our own tradition, and so we would do that, and it was nice. And I and then when I got divorced, and I would have some holidays, like usually Thanksgiving, where I would I would host dinner for anybody who didn't have anywhere to go. Uh, I enjoyed that. It wasn't the holiday; it was the kind of being able to uh, well, being able to like help other people who might might be feeling alone. Um, if it wasn't for them, like, like this, I mean, this year is going to be the first time that I'm, uh, it'll be, you know, the first holidays without my mother, although last holiday with my mother, she wasn't really a, like, she wasn't there, you know, like the last Thanksgiving and Christmas were probably the worst Thanksgiving and Christmas I could ever had because it's basically my dad and I just sitting by her bedside for a month straight. So that was, that was pretty awful. Uh, but, but beyond that, well, I don't even really consider those holidays. Thanksgiving here, I'm like, I don't know anybody to invite over for Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a dining room table. That's another big big thing. But um, <laughs> so now I can just ignore it. Now I can just like, it's just another day for me. It's just, it's like, oh, great. It's just a day that I won't be able to go to the store or something because the right. stores are closed, you know? And, and I think that, that that's for me because it's just like, I don't see the point of the holiday, you know? And it's just, uh, unless I have a reason to celebrate it, and I'm just it doesn't really do anything for me. But the the weather is one of those things that it's funny doesn't doesn't like disturb me. Hmm. Like I I love you know I'm hoping it gets cold soon. It was it, we had a couple of days of it being like in the 30s and it was beautiful and like uh, I was loving it and then uh, now it's like gotten up to the 70s again for a couple of days. But I'm like I'm like I let it let's get down cold. I want it to be dark. I want it to be rainy. Like I would love for it to rain every day. Like that's that's like perfect stay inside and read a book weather for me. And that's that's my happiness is staying inside and reading a book, not going on walks you know and stuff like that well everybody's different that's why we're bringing up other <laughs> ideas to help with ho- being sad you know if you're sad during the holidays but i don't know uh even okay so say it's not any of the the rain or whatever or e- even just being alone the financial yep. stress of this time of year can get especially with just the economy global economy yeah I don't know about you, but I'm seeing so many posts, especially on TikTok, on social media, of people being really stressed of, I'm not buying a lot of gifts this year. I just, I, I fucking can't spend the money on this or, you know, little thing. I don't know how people are spending $500 on new Christmas decorations. That's just not, fe- you know, right, right. it's not in my budget. And so people get stressed and upset about their financial situation this time of year because they feel like it is the season of giving. I should be contributing in some way, shape or form. And you don't have to, right? Like it's hard to come to terms with if you've always been that person in years past. And now this one year you're in a tough spot and you're not, you're thinking to yourself, oh, where's my life? It turns into this weird end of year life <laughs> life check of how's my life going am i am i doing the things i want to do oh i'm not there then you start getting sad about just the state of everything going on around you yeah no i think that that's true the, the, there is there there's and and, and it, it can be people who want to please other people and i think sometimes it's okay to say to yourself hey i can't i can't get everybody the gift that i want to get i can't um, you know, I, I can be there and I can have good thoughts for people and I can, you know, I can 
you know, I, I don't do, do little things. And, and I think it is, and this is what's such a cliche, but the thought that counts, mm-hmm. and I think is much more important than the gift. And if you're not in a place where you can do this for somebody, then don't. And, and, and they're going to understand. I promise. I remember first, uh, my first Christmas with Amy when we were still in law school, she didn't have, you know, she was very, very, very broke. And I, I, I was too, I was, we were both broke, but like she came from like a, a whole level of, of broke that I had never been. And, and so she was in a place where like, you know, she gave, I think, you know, I, I bought her like a coach purse for her for Christmas and she gave me like a Spice Girls uh, calendar because, you know, she knew I liked Spice Girls and I, she thought it was funny and it was a $10 gift or whatever, you know, and that was the extent of what she could, you know, do. And it was very nice. And, and then, you know, and I bought her like a $300 purse because that's what I was, you know. It was in my my realm. But then I remember the the next year, like, she wanted to just make gifts for people. So she went through and she got ornaments and she actually, like, made ornaments for people and, and like, put in the effort. And it, each one probably cost very little, you know, but it was uh, the thought that counted. It was very nice. And, you know, and, and I think that, um, you know, if, if you can't, if you really are a gift giver, if it's something that really, you know, means a lot to you and the holiday means a lot to you, but you don't have the finances – then making something nice for someone is, is good. And you don't have to make something expensive. You don't have to use a lot of crafts either. Just like little things are nice. Just little thoughts and stuff can, can be really nice. Just a hand handwritten card is something. So I mean, true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, over the years, I used to send out Christmas cards to anyone who asked for one. And the last year I did it was uh, several years ago. But it, when it was almost, I think I sent out almost 1,700 Christmas cards. I started getting a little much. Um, God. But I, but I would, I would do a handwritten message. I actually made the effort of, of doing a handwritten message in each card. And not just signing my name, but an actual handwritten message in each card. So I'd have to start doing, you know, it started like around Halloween. I was going to say, get the yeah. Letter, you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was insane. But, you know, I had people reach out and say, you know, I don't get a lot of Christmas cards. So this is the, this is the, you know, only card I've gotten. And your, your last year's is still on the fridge because just the handwritten message was a nice, nice little gift. And so if you are someone who really wants to give, but you just don't have the financial means to do so, don't let that stress you out. Just little things are, are great. Little things are perfect. And, the, and that little thought means a lot more than buying something glitzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I've definitely cut back on giving and even saying you know I used to try to give gifts to everyone in my family whether it's a 15 to 20 dollar gift and then having to cut some of those people out and say well maybe you'll just get a card instead I don't think I'm still providing something right but it's not the it's not the same monetary value but it is the thought and yes everybody gets bills in the mail anyway so it'd be nice to get a handwritten card or something yeah I don't love the holidays. Like the holidays are just kind of take it or leave it. I get time off or whatever. I say that, but then when I had to spend my first Christmas in Nashville during the pandemic away from my family, I realized, oh shit, this can be hard for, I I understand why it's so hard for people. And I think if you're in that situation where whether you're single or you're away from family or whatever the case may be, Finding something that used to be a tradition with your family, like for example, we always used to go out and look at lights in the neighborhood and that would be something we would do as a family. I tried to do those same things alone and that still brought me joy. Even though even though my family wasn't right next to me, it was still something that continued a tradition that I, I enjoyed and I continued that alive. Even if it's just yourself doing it is a nice gesture. 
Well, that's interesting, you know, and I think that that could work. I would say the, and the alternative is to then create, uh, instead of doing, like, if, if that's something that you, you is also creating a new tradition, right. like doing something, this is what I used to do with my family. Now I'm doing this and this is my new thing to do because I'm alone, um, or, or I'm away or whatever. Um, and it's, it becomes your new thing and that's, that's okay too, to start new traditions is, is not a bad thing. I, I'm not a big fan of traditions for the sake of tradition. Like this is how we've always done it. So I like the idea of trying of starting something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who's to say it just takes one year for it to be a tradition, right? <laughs> that's true. I mean, that, that's a, yeah, that's a very good point. And for Florida for the last few years, my Christmas tradition was usually to go to the strip club. That was my, uh, Christmas my tradition. tradition. Just, I know people yeah, yeah, go to the was... movies on Christmas yeah. and they see a, a different movie and that could be, f- especially if you're alone or whatever the case may be that I hate doing it then. Cause that's when you actually, you find too many people at the theater. Like I mean, that's when really? a lot of people do it now. Yeah. Well, like post Thanksgiving, the day, uh, actually Thanksgiving day is one of the busiest movie days. I would have never thought all the, fam- all the families go after lunch or like they eat like at one and then they go to the movies. I guess it's the only but, thing uh, Christmas open. is also, yeah. Oh. And Christmas is also another one of those. So oh, well. I tend to, tend to avoid that if I can. But but I understand why people would, and I think that could be a fun thing to do. Yeah, if you want to be around people and you're alone, that could be a good alternative. But uh, yeah, I I the you know I, I take it to an extreme, go to that you know go to that local dive bar or whatever, and just that place, and I can just chill, still be around some people if I want to be. Um, but uh, but I don't have to be, and yeah, I, I think my it's funny my my family's never really understood why I don't really like holidays, and it's not because I've I mean they've never been toxic, they've never been like our holidays have actually always been pretty pretty good. It's just. I kind of got done with them. I was just like, I'm just kind of done with the, the, like the crass commercialization of it. And it just, it's just like, it's toxic and like, and, and everybody gets so needy and clingy and shitty and, and like, and you have to meet with people you don't want to talk to and all these things. So I'm like, let me just abstain. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and, and I think that's helped me not really get sad in those times is that I look at it. I'm like, you know, I'm, I don't want to participate in, in all of that. Like I'm just, it does none of that brings me joy. And so by not participating, I'm doing myself a favor. Yeah. The consumerism of it all really pisses me off. Yes. There are some good deals if you are in the market for something specific that you've had your eye on for, but then it turns into, Oh, this is the gift guide for this. And I have to buy this or I really want this because everyone's getting this for Christmas. And it's like, do I really fucking need this? Is this really going to enhance right. my well-being or my life in any way? Or is it just we're all wrapped up in impressing other people? And that's what I don't like about the holidays is it so, some of the gift giving is to impress others. Some of the get together thing is just to show face. And it's taking a step back and going, let's be mature about th- I don't have to do these things anymore if they don't actually bring me joy. Yep, Exactly. I mean, yeah, you, you are not obligated to do anything that you don't want to. Yeah. And if you feel obligated to do so, then you might be trapped by your family. Uh, and, and that's 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 worse to people who like feel obligated because they don't want to upset any member of their family or grandma or whatever, because, you know, she's 100 and who knows, you know, whatever. She doesn't remember. She's going to be dead anyways. Does it really matter? Like, just, you know, just it, it's OK to step away and do your own thing. You know, if you if you had to wait for all the people you didn't like or that you didn't want to offend to die like you're never going to have the chance to actually do anything on your own mm-hmm. you know sometimes you just have to say fuck it and go do things that, yeah that's true or don't i mean it's not maybe not as blunt as, as fuck i fuck it or it, don't know? do certain things as well like yeah. I, I think there's a big expectation of and maybe it's all these fucking hallmark movies or whatever the home for the holidays where someone has to shell out a couple of hundred dollars 
to fly home to see family for that week or whatever when they could have saved that money. <laughs> and yes, they might have been alone, but they would have had a better time being alone. That's right. Absolutely. But it, yeah. it's, it's hard to say, oh, I'd rather be alone than with you guys and risk hurting feelings or not know that you might actually be happier being alone because you've never done that before. You've never created your own traditions in that way. But yeah, if you're unhappy because you have to go travel to see certain people or whatever or spend the money to travel, you're allowed to not do that as well. This is your, this is you, you getting permission to not do those things because you're in a, you have the expectation to take care of yourself and your own finances and your own mental well-being. And I think that's that's the priority people need to start making themselves uh, is, is, you know, prioritizing them themselves and their mental, you know, well-being. And I know this, we have a lot of listeners who have kids and then think, well, what about the kids? You know, well, kids, kids will do whatever traditions you decide right. you want to do for Christmas. You know, I mean, I've had I have friends, you know, whose kids, you know, every year they take a trip. And they go somewhere different for Christmas. And it's not like they don't go with family. They just go somewhere, you know, somewhere else for, for, for the bit. And they have fun sometimes. And there's somewhere they do Christmas. I mean, Amy's family, I always found it interesting and actually kind of respected this. They all worked, uh, her entire family was, uh, you know, um, was, was lower income and they all worked at like a variety of like retail and service industry and, and everything. And so they did Christmas like whenever, they were able to get the majority of them together. And so it was usually, it might be a week before Christmas. It might be, you know, two weeks after, you know, and it was just like, that's when they got together and that was their Christmas. And, and then, and I always appreciated that because they were willing to just reschedule it because, oh yeah, well, so-and-so has to work and this person, you know, and, and everything. And whereas my family was always very rigid, it was always like, you know, no, this is when we do it, you know, on mm-hmm. this date and that's it. And, uh, and it, like, you, know, you couldn't do anything different about it. Cause you know, you have to keep the tradition the, the, the way it is, I guess, you know? And, yeah. So that's, I think it's another reason I don't like it too, is because I'd really have some flexibility built in there. Um, but, but I think that, that w- with, with your, with, if you're feeling like you, you know, obligated and you're feeling like, you know, like with your children, start something new and maybe, you know, grow something new with your kids and you might find it to be something even more exciting and something you actually look forward to every year. Yeah. And Build in stuff that like, oh, I don't want them to miss out on this or that. You can build in those things into that new tradition, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I had friends whose kids, they like every year they pick 10 of their toys that they donate to um, to charity. And they and that's that's their Christmas. They don't actually get Aww. they might get one gift each, but that's it. They, they, they get one gift and then they have to choose 10 things of theirs to donate to somebody else. And I feel like that's that's a really like nice way to to kind of show that the holiday maybe isn't as commercialized. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and, and it can be, obviously kids can get resentful about that, but you know, they're kids, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll take, they'll learn from your example. They'll get over it. Yeah. Like that was, that was one thing as a kid we used to do was to pick an angel and go shopping for that angel, the, you know, the, the child in need. And I actually really did enjoy that because it's like, oh, what do I, you know, what do they want? Let's, let's look for this gift for a four-year-old and go shopping for them. And that was always fun. And that really felt yeah. like get, going back to, instead of consume, you know, you're giving, yes, you are participating into the consumerism to a degree, but you are giving to your community in a way where they really do need those, those things. Yep. Um, and I think that the, the other, the last aspect of, the, of this that we want to talk about maybe is like kind of the single versus couple. Um, you know, since we are, you know, we talk about dating a lot and everything is that, you know, being single for the holidays, you can kind of feel like maybe the holidays are meant for couples 
And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think there's a lot of events, um, you know, like I, I feel like you have to actively seek out the events, though. But they are out. Your town has tons of events, unless you're in like some little small you know, BFE or whatever. Um, tons of things going on and tons of, you know, um, there's, you know, there's all types of like things like just holiday concerts and, and ice cre- skating yeah, Christmas rink markets things. and yeah. yeah exactly and and you, you can go with your friends you can go with you can do a meetup meetup has uh you know a lot of things going on during during the holidays as well because there's a lot of people who are alone and i think that you know if you don't like being alone during the holidays then then you know call up your friends and say hey let's go plan something let's plan out for you know whether it's a friends you know friends deal where you everybody brings something something potluck or Ornin- you ornament all go, exchange or a cookie party or something yes, where you're cookie getting party together. like something fun like that yeah or or hell you go you know you go volunteer your time at a, at a local like soup kitchen to serve other me other people for meal you know meals um i think that you know if if you sit at home and you're just going to be sad about it you can make efforts to go you know to do things that'll keep you occupied and i think will also maybe give you a little bit more of the holiday spirit than than you might realize yeah that's a good point instead of just saying oh because and i i don't agree that it's really for couples because i think there are so many activities where a single person could. we well, said like all the hallmark movies and stuff like that like it's always hallmark like, you know, movies like, yes but well, but i'm saying like the, the idea of the holidays is always like oh the couple you know it's always that's like, miserable just, and fighting yeah. and pissed that they didn't get the gift that they thought they were True. getting from their significant or they have to spend christmas or whatever at their spouse's family's house oh, and God, not yeah, you know and yeah. then so they're not doing what they want i think that there's a lot more and we mention this all the time there's a lot more unhappiness if you're a couple during the holidays than i think if you're single because if you're single it's really just the mindset of okay i don't want to be alone what can i do to solve that problem perfect and then you can do all of the things adam just listed but if you're unhappy and you're coupled up and you have all these other plans What's the fucking alternative, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, leave the true, relationship yeah. or not do those things at the risk of pissing off your partner or you go along for the ride for some of these things that you really didn't want to do. Like R.I.P. Roy, I want to do certain Christmas things. And he's like, right. I guess we can do them. But I would be happy to go by myself, too. But I I do think it would be fun together. But it's it's one of those of testing out what I, even if you're in a couple what activities would I like to do alone versus with my partner versus like keeping everybody balanced? Because there is such an expectation of everyone all together doing these things where I think you need to lower that and go, it's cool if people drop out. It won't hurt my, it won't offend me. It won't hurt my feelings. Everyone's going through something different at this time. And we don't really focus on that enough because we focus on how magical it is. And like the final, like the day of Christmas instead of people's emotions around the holiday. So give more grace towards people. Yeah. I like that. And, and, and I think it's important to remember that you're not alone. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's, you know, very, a lot of people sometimes feel alone, but you're not actually alone. There's a, there's a lot of people who feel similar and there's lots of things you can do about it. There's lots of people you can reach out to if you do feel, you know, if you do feel like, like you're completely alone, you're not, I promise. Yeah. And don't go hook up with an ex around the holidays or, yes, please do or not. like you yes. do a, a Santa stumble or some fucking bar crawl in your hometown when you're back or it's always, it's always the fucking week of Thanksgiving that like that yeah. the blackout Wednesday that's what they've coined that oh, term yeah. or whatever where you go back to your hometown bars and then you end up hooking you end up seeing all the people you went to school with and then something happened just don't do those things aren't going to make <laughs> you happy during the holidays I will fucking tell you don't do those things well the blackout Wednesday might be I mean I have to, I have to having having participated that occasionally in uh 
in Wednesday night drinking. Uh, I feel on, on how on Thanksgiving week, I feel like that can be pretty fun. But then don't go seek out high school exes or, you know, people from your hometown no. who still live there. It's agreed, like, this is agreed. a great opportunity to rekindle this thing. And I think our final, our final bullet on this is, uh, is just, it's very simple. It's okay to just be sad too. Like you don't have to be happy. It's okay to have sadness. It's an emotion that you should feel. You don't have to repress it. You don't have to hold it back. It's okay to be sad. Just know that, you know, that you, when you're done being sad, there are ways that maybe you can work with that. And obviously we're not even talking about like general depression and mm-hmm. medic- medication, all these other things you could do. Obviously we're not giving any type of uh, medical advice, but this is just like a kind of a what to do with you. If you're feeling a little sad because of the holidays or the related events around. Yeah. But if you're, I mean, yes, you can be sad, but I would suggest to calling some loved ones who live nearby or who just might be there to lean on and let them know how you're feeling because that could change the outlook on your holidays too of they might know that if you don't let people know that you're feeling sad because of certain things they're never going to read your mind so let those let those people know so they could you know it'll be easier to reach out to them to plan something if that is something you want to do yeah that's very true if you have any tips for how to survive the holidays, we'd love to hear them. You can call our DKS hotline, of course, at 407-519-0181, or you can email us at datingkindofsuckspodcast at gmail.com with any tips. And although I always forget that we have our Facebook group, <laughs> <laughs> you you can put your questions or just share how you're feeling about the holidays in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash DKS podcast. And if you want to find us in other places, you can find us on YouTube, of course, if you're not already watching this at youtube.com slash dating kind of sucks, Instagram at dating kind of sucks. And of course, we both have individual Instagrams that we post on a little more frequently than uh, our DKS one and our TikToks at Adam Evitable and at Simply Sarah G underscore. If you've been enjoying this podcast for a while or this is your first one and you're just tuning in, um, be sure to give the podcast a five star rating and review on iTunes. It really does mean a lot to help the podcast grow. Or if you're listening on Spotify, be sure to follow on there. And I have been mentioning too, if you've been listening for a while and you know friends who would really benefit from hearing the advice we talked about on this episode, share this with them, share the timestamp or like, I love that they said this, share it on social media, share the, like the episode and tag us as well, just to spread the word about this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you do like to support us and you'd like to support us more, you can do that at Patreon. And that's patreon.com slash DKS podcast for $5 a month. We do bonus episodes when we can. If you're listening to this episode, wondering if there's going to be a bonus episode after this, there's not because it's 930. Oh, I'm tired and hungry. Damn, I, I was going to ask yet. you about I know. that. No, and I'm, I'm going to, after we were finished recording this, I'm going to go eat some dinner. I'm starving. Um, so we're not going to have time to do one this <laughs> week, but we will do one for our future episodes. And, uh, and of course, we have new episodes typically coming out every two weeks uh, with travel and everything that Sarah's going to be on. We'll see uh, how we stick to that. But they'll be coming out as frequently as we can. Just make sure you – if once you subscribe, turn on notifications, then you will exactly. know when we have a new episode. Yeah, you won't so miss a we'll thing. Be, we'll be back then with uh, whatever new episode we come up with. Until next time. Whether you're – Married or single or poly or ace Or hanging out with swingers back at your place Listen to us as we give no fuck On Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yuck Trying and trying and having no luck Because we all know Dating kinda sucks Are two of a kind. He says stupid shit and she doesn't mind. They're not doing this show to make any bucks. Life as a chicken whose feathers they pluck. Why does it work? Well, here is the crux. They both know. 
dating kind of sucks. Dating kind of sucks.